Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. You know, when you go through tough times like this, maybe it makes you a better team. You know, for Connor and for Dreisaitl, those guys have had uh, nice careers, and they've hit a little bump in the road, and it's going to make them better, it's going to make them stronger, and it's going to make them great people. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Malala This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of office printers and copiers. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 6.30 Shed. for joining you. This is Oilers Now. It is the Friday edition. It is brought to you by Digitex. Chad uses Digitex for their copiers and printers. Their service is excellent. They now sell supplies for all brands of printers at Big Savings. Digitexsupplies.ca. Coming up on today's edition of Oilers Now, which includes Dave Campbell, the color analyst for the Edmonton Eskimos, filling in. Dave, just wanted to mention right now, thanks a lot for the last couple of weeks. Uh, I didn't think we could upgrade on Brendan Ulrich, but we have. <laughs> I don't know how Brendan's going to feel about that. I talked to him this morning. He's back in town. So, okay. And, in fact, he's going to be making an appearance on today's show later on. But, Does he uh, sound awake? Uh, coherent? I think the booze has sort of worked its way out of the system. So, Okay, uh, as long as he brings it at one thirty, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, as long as he's sharing. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, it was, a, it was a great two weeks, Bob. Yeah, thank you so much. That's right. I, by the way, I, lo- I love that song by Alphaville. That is, uh, you know, there's, there's certain... <laughs> You know, you, you take things for granted. You know, when I was listening to Brian Hall, like when I was six in 1972, and, 
in the uh, Western final, and John Beaton made an interception at the end of the game to seal a deal. Or sorry, 1973, and, and John Beaton made an interception late in the Western final yeah. to get the Eskimos back into the Great Cup. And it was one of my first memories of listening to radio in Edmonton at that time. Right? Yeah. Halsey uh, could call a game, man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And uh, the, all, all the different times he he lost that that infamous interview with uh, Muhammad Ali. By the way, which yes, he did. We are going to get Brian on uh, during what happens with the show called Oilers now. Is it you know at different times of the year depending upon the success of the team? Yeah, and unfortunately this year, lack thereof. Uh, you know, shows evolve, and and so uh, you know today's show as an example, we're going to have Elliot Freeman on from NHL Hockey and Rogers. We've got Game One of the Washington Tampa series tonight in the Eastern Final. We'll have Al May on, a Capitals television analyst, and then Jack Michaels, uh, my play-by-play partner, uh, Reed Wilkins from the Oilers Radio Network. Brendan Ulrich uh, will have our conference predictions. Brendan, by the way, is eleven and two, and predicted at the start of the playoffs that Tampa Bay and Winnipeg would be playing in the Stanley Cup Finals. So he's done, Ooh. and and he took Vegas. Uh, he took Vegas as well when we all had LA. So he's had a he's the, smart. The young guns. Well, he has this year. <laughs> the, the young guns got it going on right now. But you know, uh, we're, we're going to have Halsey on for a show during the summer, just because I love doing that sort of thing. And, and you know, as as an Edmontonian and Albertan, I mean, Brian Hall listening to Brian over the last. You know, I'm now in my early 50s, and it's scaring the living hell out of me, and 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 that's why I want to remind, uh, you know, re- uh, remain uh, forever young. But uh, we'll have Brian in it to to tell some uh, stories, and I'm sure that right now there's. Uh, uh, men and women list that or listen to the station, hearing me ramble and say, you know what, I, I can totally relate because I don't feel any different than I did in my 30s. That's just the way it is. Like when I think of, you know, when I think of maybe being 14, 15, and thinking of my parents in their mid 40s, I did not see, you know, to me yeah. they seemed older than, and then that makes me think, well, my daughter's 14. Does she think that you know her dad's now an old man? So that's uh, yeah, you know, that's I uh, hear kudos. you, man. I hear you. I no, mean, put me, you know, I'm already a geriatric. I mean, that's. <laughs> the- <laughs> well, I, I had my moment of well, I'm not not as young as I used to be. I mean, I have to wear reading glasses now. Oh, that's but that's typical. But that's typical. But still, I'm like, oh wow, I'm entering a new phase of my life. You know what, Dave? My long range vision is probably. I, I know Jack Michaels and myself. We test each other when we go in all these different <laughs> arenas, and we talk to the different broadcasters around. Yeah. I might have the best long range vision of any of the broadcasters in the league. Oh, there you go. Like I would be, and I know uh, we do testing as well. And I go down and see Brent Sake, and he's like, Bob, you got ridiculous eyesight for a guy. Yeah. That's it. But I still have to have the cheaters on once in a while to read anything close. Yep. And it started. Probably about six or seven years ago, and partially, and people, I, you know what, you can text us if you found this. I, I, for me, I think it was because of the amount of time I spent on the computer. Yeah. Which, you know, has oh, basically, yeah, a lot, for me, it's been about the last 18 to 20 years, right? Yeah, for it, sure. You know, when I worked outside, I, I, hey, we didn't need a computer where, where I was. So, nope. But uh, anyhow, we're, we're going to have some fun on today's edition of Oilers. Now, first half hour of the show. Uh, we will hit on a couple other. Of course, we're going to go about last night. It was a big night for the Winnipeg Jets. Got to say it. Didn't really see that coming. And maybe I should have, based upon how the series was going. Didn't see Pecorini leaking a lot oh, like man. that. He gave up the first. Yeah, I didn't like either of the two goals. And when the goalie admits after the game that he stunk, that says it all. When he takes full ownership for it. But Nash, you know what? From January on, I thought Nashville, after they made the Kyle Turris right, I mm-hmm. thought they were going to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah. And, and maybe part of it's that they owned Edmonton. It's interesting. I'll tell you this. Last year, I feared a match. I, I didn't, you know, I feared an Oilers Nashville matchup, you know, and, uh, 
and I'm talking had the Oilers ended up playing, like if the Oilers would have won the Pacific and Nashville hypothetically would have maybe gotten in a seventh, could there have been a scenario in the West where Edmonton would have played? Now, I thought that would have been a tough matchup in the opening round of the playoffs mm-hmm. if that were to have occurred. And I had some people who have won cups to me say, nope, that's the perfect match, you know, and I'm thinking, okay, well, you guys used to have problems with Boston back in the day, and then you'd get them, you'd get them in the playoffs, and, you know, you took them apart in four and a half games because of the uh, blackout the one year at the uh, Boston <laughs> Garden, and then the next time they beat them in five. Um, but I feared Nashville, and I thought Nashville, I mean, Peter Laviolette has not lost to Edmonton since he has become the head coach of the Nashville Predators. But give Winnipeg credit. They yeah. got her done. In fact, let's get started here momentarily. We can tell you that uh, you can reach us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. It is brought to you by the River Cree Resort and Casino. Nazareth, August 10th. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. You can email us at oilersnow at 630chad.com. Uh, you can text us at 630-630. It's brought to you by Westlock Ford. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford or check out the great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. We're on Twitter, at oilersnow. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. You can get hold of Dave Campbell. Dave underscore Ched. There you go. Uh, Stoffer and Spectre, well, next week it's going to be uh, Brendan Ulrich and uh, Mark Spectre. It's uh, brought to you by Al- uh, Horse Racing Alberta, HRA Live Racing, Northlands this Saturday. Let's get to our favorite mid-1980s movie with uh, Rob Lowe and Demi Moore about last night. And uh, Dennis Bayak with the calls on a couple big goals for the Winnipeg Jets. Healers trying to dance it out of the corner. Myers in from the line. Sharp angle by Myers. Score! Tyler Myers from the goal line. Sneaks it past Pecorine. Predators send it back into the Jets zone and Ben Sherratt. The lead pass and this gets deflected in by Tanev. Stastny first on the puck. Stastny to the front of the net. Scores! Another sharp angle. And Paul Stastny first on the puck. Jams it from a sharp angle past Pecorine, and the Jets have a 2-0 lead. And the Winnipeg Jets come into Nashville and take Game 7 by a final score of 5-1. And the Winnipeg Jets, for the first time in history, will advance to the Western Conference Championship against the Vegas Golden Knights. And it will start Saturday night at Bell MTS Place. That's the old Oilers TV voice, Dennis Bayak, who uh, used to be the play-by-play man for the Van- or for the uh, Saskatoon Blades in the WHL, then went into management out in Tri-City, then circled back to the Oilers on CFRN TV for a couple of years as the TV play-by-play voice, then on to Toronto in part-time duty, um, and then Winnipeg. And he's a terrific guy, well-respected in hockey circles. One of the best guys, nicest guys, good guys you could ever meet. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Subtle and uh, can deliver a succinct message. And once, I know this because I used to do his stats for a couple of years, he wanted the right information. And not every guy has the ego to handle getting the right information. You show me a better way, I'm interested in having that conversation. But there's some guys that work in the broadcast business that don't like to be corrected sometimes. And you know what? In spoken word format like this, if we're going to do, I don't know, 220 to 240 shows a year, 
we're going to make some mistakes, and it's okay to correct us. And, you know, it's just like you got to be able to handle criticism. comes with the territories. You know, when a guy texts me and says, Bob, you suck, my immediate response is I, I told my cousin to quit texting the show. But those sort of things happen, you know, and if there's real <laughs> constructive criticism, go for it. But I will tell you that if there was a mistake made or an identification error, you could always help uh, Dennis out, and he would be very appreciative of it, which is a sign of a uh, absolute pro. So Winnipeg is through. How happy are you for for them, Dave? Thrilled. Absolutely thrilled. Um, that's a fan base that has been, you know, the, the the damage that city went through losing that team in 1996 and then getting that team back in 2012, I think. 2012, right? Um, you know, and there was a lot of skepticism of, of the team coming back. And, it, you know, I always felt that Gary Bettman, that wasn't his plan A or B or C. But uh, I remember watching his press conference, and it's like, well, you know, we, they, they have to play somewhere, so I guess it's Winnipeg. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's really nice. Uh, and then they had the three-year, you had to sign for three years if you're a season ticket holder. And I'm going, boy, th- this can go south real, really quick again. And I didn't want to, that to happen. Made the playoffs, what, three years ago? Flamed out in four. Great series against the Ducks, though. I'm happy for that city. I mean, that is a good sports city. They love their Winnipeg Blue Bombers. They love their Winnipeg Jets. Um, they love the university sports. Um, I'm so happy for, for, for that city. And I, I know that area very well, like you do, around MTS, uh, Bell yeah. MTS Place. It's, uh, it's fantastic. You know, uh, I'm thrilled for, for Winnipeg. When I, when I hosted Total Sports during specifically the lockout year, which was 0405, and that was really the year that, you know, for Mark Spector and myself, that show took off. One of the reoccurring themes, I was, I was a very pro-ownership guy during the 0405 lockout. And I used to have, um, you know, there was an agent in town that used to want to call every day and have a scrap on the phone. And then there was another agent in town that was a little bit more of a moderate and understood where I was coming from. And, and it was the battle for Alberta at that time. But one of the things I used to say is, you know, if they don't get a cap here, do you want to be Winnipeg? Yeah. And not have a team. And the irony of the situation is we came out of the... Uh, 0405 lockout, and in 0506, Edmonton immediately started contributing to revenue sharing. Of course, the Oilers went uh, right to the Stanley Cup final in 0506. But other than the last year at Rexall Place, when the Canadian dollar dropped below, I think at one point it was down to what, 73, 74 mm-hmm. cents, something like that. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure the Oilers have contributed every year into revenue sharing. Winnipeg, as, as you recall, 2011, everything was made official. And they were at the 2011 draft. They got Mark Shifley with their seventh pick. I remember Kevin Dayoff went out and he mispronounced the city's name that he was in. And got a little butt, uh, and then said the Winnipeg Jets, and because they had all those fans come down from right. Winnipeg into St. Paul, and everybody went nuts. Um, I think most fans know this, but the Jets technically have the richest owner in the league. In David Thompson. Mm-hmm. Like the Thompson family has more accumulated. Well, I have to think about that. I might have to check in Colorado, but uh, because I think there's relations to the Walton family in Colorado. But the point is, I mean, very, of the Canadian ownership groups, it, it would be the wealthiest in the league. So, yeah. But they've always kind of operated as though that was seed money for uh, Winnipeg. And the Jets have been very financially prudent. Um, we have a terrific uh, talent of a. You, you would have seen him uh, on the uh, screen towards the end of the game when the national president went over to Mark Chipman to shake his hand as the Preds were winning um, Game Seven last night. But uh, you know a, a, they've got some terrific Craig Heisinger, terrific assistant general manager, who at one time was the equipment manager. 
mm-hmm. for the Jets organization way back in the nineties, and he worked his way up. He just hustles, and he, and though you need guys like that, yep. and you you need to believe in an organization that sometimes you have an internal candidate. You have a guy who knows your organization and knows the players throughout your organization and works their tail off, and you got to know who that guy is and figure it out. And then and it may come from an atypical position. And so, and I say that on a day in which the Toronto Maple Leafs have promoted Kyle Dubas to general manager, and he's younger than three other players. Yeah. But in the case of Heisinger, he's not, he's not a... Uh, you look at Dubas, he's a good-looking young kid. He's sharp. He had the full support of the analytics community. To, and, and so there's a division amongst the Maple Leafs media, whereas in the case of Craig Heisinger, there is nobody in in uh, Winnipeg who would speak ill of, and he has remained their assistant GM all through the Shovel Day Off era. Mm-hmm. And think back to, we were, uh, Dave, we were in Penticton. At the, by the way, they officially announced yesterday that the Edmonton Oilers and the Calgary Flames will not be at the Penticton Tournament All next right. fall. They have been replaced by the University of Alberta Golden Bears and the UBC Thunderbirds. They'll play some games there. And the Jets and uh, Vancouver Interesting. will end up playing. And who used to be Vancouver's farm team? The Manitoba Moose. Right. And who ran the Moose? Craig Heisinger. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, you know, interesting stuff. But sometimes you got a guy running underneath your own nose in your own organization, and he knows the players, and he can get information on players, and he's had an eye for talent. And in the case of the Jets, they recognized who that person was, and he's a big part of why they have the pipeline that they have in Winnipeg. They're going to have a good team for a while. And it break, you know, I hope a stigma is going to break too that, oh, well, it's Winnipeg, so they can't get any good players because it's Winnipeg. Well, at the trade deadlines, Paul Stastny wanted to go to Winnipeg, right? He wanted to go. Yep. He said, yeah, trade me there. Trade yep. me there if you're going to trade me anywhere. Cool. And to me, yeah, I understand... Winnipeg and Edmonton, they're not Florida, they're not California, they're not Arizona, they're not Carolina. But if you can build a winner, you become a destination. The, the business of hockey is about, uh, for a player is about winning. You know, if you're a veteran and you're, and you're 35 years old and you're like, okay, well, I've won already, so I'm just going to go play in wherever, right? But uh, it impressed me that Paul Stastny said, I want to play in Winnipeg. It's a different game for the Oilers, too. People, You can believe what you want to believe, but I'm telling you right now, the Oilers do not have an issue in terms of attracting players here because of Connor McDavid. Yep. That is the major reason why. All right, when we come back on uh, Oilers Now, we'll get to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, more than just sports, where it's 12:23 in Edmonton. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. 
This is Oscar Plathbaum from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6.30 Shed. It's 12.26 Edmonton. Quickly off to a text center, Westlock Ford uh, text line. And again, you can text us at 6.30, 6.30. Oh, come on, Bob. You don't suck. You're an intelligent, grizzled old veteran. You'd probably be a very good coach. Anyways, uh, in the NHL, all those guys in the Strathcona Warriors dressing room uh, would remember that you made the NHL. Well, in a broadcaster's category. And all I remember about playing for Strathcona is whenever we used to play St. Albert, they used to destroy us because they actually had four guys make the NHL off their team. Uh, Let's go off to a NHL edition. Coming up here, NHL Today, brought to you by Drew Shamahorn and his group at Elite Promotional Marketing. More than just sportswear, they will take care of you. Here's Dave Campbell. You know what I like, Bob, is remember in the old days, uh, and that's not too long ago, if um, if a series ended in a previous round, you have to wait like at least three, four days for it. Yep. No, no, not anymore. The NHL's getting going right away. Round two ended last night. Round three, which is the conference finals, they begin tonight. Eastern Conference Final, Game 1, Tampa Bay Lightning and the Washington the Capitals. First conference finals appearance for the Caps in 20 years. Braden Holtby, 2.04 goals against average in the postseason against Andre Vasilevsky of the Lightning, 2.24 GAA. Caps, by the way, 5-1 on the road in the postseason. Kyle Dubas is the 17th general manager in Toronto Maple Leafs history. He has been promoted uh, after spending the last four years in assistant GM. He's 32 years old, succeeding Lou Lamorello, who was recently reassigned to a senior advisor role. Off day for Canada, the World Hockey Championship they play Finland tomorrow. They are 3-0-1 in the tournament. Swift Current Broncos can clinch a berth into the Memorial Cup tonight with a win on the road over the Everett Silvertips in Game 5 of the Western Hockey League Final. The Broncos lead the tips three games to one. Manny Vivrios uh, is a guy I believe multiple Pacific Division teams are in on as we speak. Somebody's going to get themselves a good coach. Wait to see what happens there. Stuart Skinner so far uh, having a pretty good playoff series. If they win tonight, Dave, Stuart Skinner will be named the, M- the MVP of the WHL playoffs. Well, it's just impressive. He's out-dueling Carter Hart right yeah, now. That's, uh, it's, it's, yeah. It's a, yeah, like, wow. Yeah, because Carter Hart is a fantastic... Both goalies have been excellent in the course of the series. So there you have it. 9.50 save percentage so far for the Oilers prospect. Off to a global news, weather, traffic update with Brenton Dreger. And when we come back at Oilers now, courtesy of the River Cree Resort and Casino, Elliot Friedman. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.